Hey guys, welcome to another episode of MC Anime, MC here, and today I have a really special guest with me today, Shiraz Babu. How are you doing today? I'm doing amazing, how are you? I'm doing in there, I'm hanging in there and doing my best. So, uh, hey, tell them a little about yourself, what you do, and when they can find you on social media. So, I am, I call myself a reality interventionist. Uh, I help people to shift their physical reality, as crazy as that may seem. And I'm an author. I've written a nonfiction book called How to Rewrite Reality and a fantasy book called Defenders of the Scroll, which is somewhere between Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings. And uh, where can I find you on social media? Uh, Instagram, energetic.magic. Facebook, um, facebook.com slash energeticmagic. And I have a YouTube channel, Energetic Magic. So uh, hopefully that's easy enough for everyone to remember. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Yep. And uh, for the do, today's episode is uh, Defenders of the Scroll, who Shiraz over here is an author of, and it's in the fantasy genre. But that's the episode for today. Don't forget you can do podcasting with you, MC at Apple and Google, and mcanime.com is our website domain. Patreon is our crowdfunding support for the channel. So let's discuss Defenders of the Scroll. So, what is Defenders of the Scroll? So, it is a fantasy novel about a little girl in a magical realm that uh, her father is kidnapped. The she's she's a princess. The she can't get to the, the royal guard. She's she's cut off from everyone, but she has the power to summon things, and so she tries to summon the guards to her. But because she's young and inexperienced with magic, she ends up summoning six warriors uh, from different times and places. And so she pulls a Roman legionnaire, an Amazon uh, archer, a African warrior, a, a Japanese samurai, and a, uh, a guitarist from from Canada. <laughs> so it's and it's it's kind of crazy because the other warriors you get okay these these people can protect. It. And protect her, but the the one from the guitarist is like, well, what's the point of him being there? But he's from our world. He's watched all the movies. He's read the books. So when he's in this fantasy realm, he he just sort of knows what's going on. He's like, oh, these the bad guys are going to do this, or we've got to get this guy monologuing, or or you know this this is typically what happens in the movie. So we, the the people that are there are like, how do you know all this? How can you possibly get this? And most of the time, he's right because he's seen all the movies read all the books right so not all the books but a lot of them okay and yeah. uh, does each warrior have like a different perspective to telling the story and helping the story build up yes so each each one comes from their culture and their point in time mm-hmm. so oh and there's a sorry i missed the shaolin monkeys in there too and so of course there's going to be problems because the amazon doesn't like men right and and uh the the Roman uh, legionnaire wants to take charge all the time, and uh, the, the samurai is headstrong, and he just wants to go into battle and, and earn his honor. And so they they have to deal with all these personality conflicts as they're trying to protect this little girl from these forces of evil that are coming after her. And yeah. is each warrior that she summons like a manifestation of her power? Do they have like a special role for her summoning? So. I start to learn that at first no one knows why like what's going on or and why they're there they're, they're all trying to figure it out but 
it's basically like the the uh, the, the legionnaire is about being being calculating. He's the strategist. Right? The the archer is about embracing freedom and your passions. Uh, the the African warrior is about courage. Right. The the uh, samurai is about taking action. The the Shaolin monk is being calm and centered. And the and and the guitar player is about having fun. Okay. Okay. And so, do summoning the voice? Are they all at once, all together, or are they all separate and they come out at different times? So, what actually happens is she uh, gets the. the the guitar player first, and he has a book that has all of the uh, life stories of the other characters. And when he opens the book, they come out of the book, right? Uh, and they have, but he, they don't like he. It's basically when he he talks about, oh, I could really use help with this. Someone comes out of the book and helps, and and then when they're done, whatever they need to be doing, they go back in the book, and eventually they start figuring out ways to get everyone out of the book at once, and then put them back in. And the cool thing is, whenever they go back to the book, if they were injured, even if they were near death, they get healed as soon as they're back in the book, and then you could just pull them right back out again. Okay. Oh, yeah. so it's like Charles Dickens, the three different ghosts, past, present, and future. They yeah. come at different times <laughs> and need them to come in. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so yeah. you say that sustaining the injuries and making them heal. What is the the limit of that healing process? So whenever they come back out, they're fully healed. They're in perfect condition, but if they die before they get put back in the book, then they're dead. Oh. Right? So if you, if you say, you know, I need you to get me from here to the other side of town, right? If they die before they get to the other side of town, they haven't fulfilled the mission you gave them, then that's it. They're gone. So it's not like you can just say, okay, you know what? You're really hurting. Go back to the book. No, you still got to finish the mission, and oh. then you can go back to the book. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So they have to fulfill the mission at hand, and once yep. the mission is done, they can go back to the book for safety and security. Yeah. Okay. And then and, the the and the flip side of it is, if they're on a mission, and they deviate from the mission, they start to get sick. They start to lose strength because they have to fulfill the mission, so they can't decide. No, I, I like at one point they say,、oh, "I'm just going to go this way. I don't want to do this anymore," and they start to get sick. So they have to go along. So、oh. part of yeah, so so there's that also level of resentment that I'm I'm basically like a genie. You call me, I have to do what you say, and then I go back to the lamp,、mm-hmm. right?、Uh, so it's basically you serve. Oh, okay, it's like fairy tale kind of thing.、Uh, Lucy summons off the different、mm-hmm. uh, spirits with lock and key. They fulfill the purpose. Yeah, they master and serve the relationship. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, now the little girl's really nice, so no one really hates her, but they just don't like the situation that they're stuck、oh, in. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So she asks upon wisdom of the different warrior classes how、yeah. they can help her. Is there one particular warrior that she uses more often than others? She she uses. I like the weird thing is she uses the guitarist the most because he's like a big brother to her. Like he he just treats her like a little sister, and they get along well, and they joke around, and he's he's the he's the joy, he's the fun,、mm. all right.、Uh, but he's also the the least qualified to protect her because while he has the knowledge, he doesn't have any of the fighting skills, so he gets he can get his butt kicked all the time. <laughs> so okay, and with the little girl, what's her name and what's her story? Her name is Dara. 
she is a the the princess of the realm. Her father is a wizard king, and he's training her to become the next wizard queen. But she's only eleven years old when all this happens, so she's learned some spells, but not enough to really be a, a powerful wizard that can take on anyone. Okay. So they, she basically she has to be protected, but she can pull off some smaller spells. And is the warriors like a secret ability, like summoning familiars to come aid you in battle? Kind of mentality? No, no. So she's the the spells that she was practicing with her father before all this happened were summoning spells. Oh. Okay. So so she'd learned to summon like insects and and small animals, and this was like the biggest thing she could she could do because she knew she needed protection from from work and she was and the the thing is the elite guard of the king are called the axemen right because uh, they use different types of axes as their preferred weapon and they're they're just a, a kick-ass squad and but the guitarist the name of his band is called the axemen so when she tried to summon an axeman she just got the wrong one oh okay all right so again she's not good at it she didn't know how to how to get that spell nice and tight and get exactly what she wanted, and she messed up, and then she ends up with this kid, or this teenager. <laughs> so. Mm, okay. So who's the uh, class that each yeah. warrior is? Yeah. Which one is the most adapted fighting, and which one is the most skillful outside of battle? So the, really, the, it's hard to call which one's the most adapted fighting, because they've got their different styles. They're all about the same uh, skill level, and. Um, if you were like to put the samurai up against the Roman legionnaire, you, you wouldn't know who would who would come out. They've each got their skills, uh, and same thing with the archer. If you if you if you got some distance, the archer is going to take you out before you can get get close to her, right? So it's that's just the way it is. For out, outside of that, then it's it's Alex with the knowledge. They all have their own knowledge, and they can help survive. Right? If you're out in the wilderness, any one of those can help you survive. Um, Alex, no. But if you're dealing with traps in a dungeon, Alex would be like, "Oh, I know what this is. I've seen this before." And we just have to do this to get rid of our login right here. And and the, the so there's the, you have to know. You, she does know. Have to hope that each person plays their role in the right way. If, they, if one tries to do what the other one's supposed to do, then trouble ensues, as it does throughout the book. Oh, so yeah. not only. You have the misadventures of her going through everything, but we also have different warriors. Some are not for the right situation. They have to go basically explore how to go through that to complete the mission. Yeah, and there—I mean, there are times where some of the warriors are off on one side, some of the warriors are off the other side. So you've lost skill sets, and everyone's just trying to get by based on what they have because the whole team's not together, which causes more dilemmas. So the limitation can only one be out, or can she summon all of them at once? She, the, uh, she, she learns to summon more at once. But and when she starts off, she, she doesn't. Okay. She doesn't know. She just starts summoning one at a time, and uh, it's actually uh, not to give too much of the story away. It's actually one of the bad guys that starts to that, that starts to figure out how how she's doing this, um, so that more people can be summoned all at once. Oh, so she gets like a build up from the villain to make her better. Yeah, because the book they're being summoned from, whoever is holding the book can summon the people. It's it's a lot like the the, the lamp, the Aladdin's lamp.、Oh. Someone else has the book; they can use the book. 
and and set set whatever the quests are, and they have to fulfill them. So it's a double-edged sword. So someone else can get it and be able to use it, take it home, and the ability to summon. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I see a lot of play. You do a lot of tension with the book and the villain having the book, how he's learning how to use it. What inspired the story to become what it was? It is now. It, it was interesting because I was working with uh, uh, a business partner a while back, and we were designing some animated TV shows, and we had the story for called the the Phoenix Prince, which was uh, about uh, a, a boy who who his 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 father gets overthrown, and he has to go into hiding and learn to retake the throne. And we, when we were playing with little different elements about it, it's like, well, what if the kid was from our time? And then, oh, what if other people were from different times? And and then eventually it changed and it became uh, it became what it is right now. And it was uh, yeah, it was just this evolving project. But once we once we got to the point of let's let's instead of having it, you know, even though it takes place in a magical realm, originally it took place in one part of the world. What if we have access to everyone in the world? What if we have access to Japan and we have access to to North America and we have access to Africa? What kind of group can we put together, and how well would they function? And what would be the problems of that group uh, when they got put together? And uh, the the book is just it's it's action packed, but it's also lighthearted, and uh, we had we had a lot of fun um, putting it, putting the concept together. And once the concept was there, I just started writing. And I wrote the entire thing in three months. Yeah. Okay. So defend off the scroll. The I, what's the idea of the title, and how did the title make the story, or did you think of it backwards? So what happens is when the girl's father is captured, he sends all of his magical power into a scroll, and it's and she has she has access to the scroll. So now the bad guys have him because they wanted to use him for his power, but they can't because all his power is in the scroll. So they know if they can get a hold of the scroll, they can get access to his power. But this little girl's got it, so now they have to go after the little girl. But they can't just like kill her with a fireball or something because that would destroy the scroll because it's a delicate thing. So they have to be careful going after her. They can't use any overwhelming forces or magic or anything like that. And the cool thing is. What now that she's got the scroll, whenever she uses, she can, whenever she's touching it, she can access her dad's power to magnify her own abilities. But the problem is, whenever she does that, it's like this magical beacon that says, "Here I am." So the bad guys know exactly where she is. So when she uses it, she has to do it quick. She has to do it strategically uh, to do any big effect that she might want to pull off. Oh, so the scroll is imbued with the magic of her father. If she wants、yeah. to be able to access it, she uses her father's magic as a basically like a battery to charge up her magic, and as、yes. a result, that battery has a has a digital signature that people can pick、yeah. up in the magic realm. Yes. Okay, that's interesting because it gives her the power to do something, but it also comes with a cost. Yes. But it's at the cost of being found out instead of like actually like weakening you in a way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because they're they're on the run until they can figure out what to do, get a strategy, and then try to figure out where the dad is. 
And every now and then they get into a situation where it's like, oh my God, we need that extra boost of power. But if we do it, then everyone knows where we are. <laughs> it's so, yeah. so you got to make decisions. True. You got to make decisions as we wrap this up to a close. What is one last thing you want to talk about to fend over scroll in this particular image? So I, I think it's, it's a cool book in that, um, it's got the, the classic stuff, the swords and swords. So, uh, lessons, unexpected lessons being learned in it, like history lessons and, uh, and, and yeah, with a lot of fantasy, there's moral lessons that come in, but it's, it's all in this place of fun and excitement and joy. And the book that's out right now, it's actually the first of a trilogy. So when you're reading it, uh, expect that it's not going to be completely over. There's more to come. Okay. All right, guys. This is uh, Gerard Babu, depiction of the Fender of the Skull. You hear it from him. It's a trilogy series about venture summoning familiars to come aid you. You have a bashful scroll. And as a result, she's the defender, Dala is the defender of the scroll, so she's trying to keep away from other people. So if you enjoy this story and want to potentially, and you know, support Shiraz Babu, please follow him where Garner the Skull is, and also uh, Energetic Magic at YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. And also his website as well. And uh, further ado, this concludes this episode of MCMA podcast with Defender of the Scroll and its applications in a fantasy genre telling type story. And uh, you can come to us with podcasts near you. You're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Our Heart Radio, Amazon Music. You also you can go to www.mcmapodcast.com and you can also join us on Patreon for crowdfunding and support for the channel and making posts, episodes for topics and guest appearance as well and other tiers. So please support us there. Uh, thank you, Shiraz Babu. Uh, thank you for being here. And one more thing, where can they find you to wrap this all up? Where can they find, pardon? Where can they find you? Where can they find, well, Defenders of the Scroll is available on Amazon. I recommend getting the ebook because it's full color and there's pictures of throughout the book as well so you can see exactly what's happening so and enjoy it there and uh i'm at energeticmagic.com all right thank you so much mason for having me on bye guys this is a lot of fun